Hey guys, so I've got a little something for you. So this episode of Galen's Guys is brought to you by Manscaped. So Manscaped is the best in grooming products. They sell a wide range of grooming products. So um, you can use our promo code GISPOD to get 20% off anything that you buy from Manscaped. So I know in the past we've talked about how, you know, at times it can be difficult to get really, you know, nice, interesting gifts for the men in our lives. And sometimes the men complain that, you know, we get them the same kind of stuff, right? So actually you can go on Manscaped and, you know, be inspired to get something different so i'm just going to show you so if you're watching you'll see if you're listening you'll just have to imagine it right um so here we've got they sent us this performance package um which has some hygiene products right that you can buy so there's boxer short and then there's what they call the lawnmower you know you can imagine what that does and there is a crop reviver which is like a spray that apparently so it's a crop reviver refreshing ball toner so yeah and then there is a deodorant that you know you spray below the waist uh because we know some people need that and toiletry and they actually have a weed whacker i'll be honest i've actually tried this it's really good you can use that for your nose hairs or for your ear right um so you can hear the sound um yeah so that's manscapes.com and you can use the promo code GISPOD to get 20% off so yeah let's get to the pod I am so excited guys um so welcome to get us guys podcast with me Natasha I uh, you see, I don't even have the words. The, the, the English is losing me. But I am joined by someone that I am a big fan of. So I am fangirling, like proper, <laughs> proper, proper. A girl from Skies uh, who is doing amazing things. Uh, media personality. As you know, you can catch her on the Wendy show. Yes, the Wendy Williams show. Not Wendy Move. Wendy show, the Wendy show, uh, the Today Show, Nick Cannon Show, Amazon Live, and much, much more. Uh, we're joined by Makon Lovu on this episode of Gellin's Guys. Makon, welcome. How are you? Oh, Nat, what an intro. Thank you, my sister. I'm doing so good. I'm so excited that we were finally able to make this happen. Thank you so much for having me on. No, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's 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 taken a while. And you know what? I, I am so humbled that you know you've given us the time because Mako is, you know, like <laughs> she, she's out here in this Hollywood <laughs> and everything. So but don't take oh. it for granted whatsoever. Um, so before we get into it, right? Um yeah. like I, I just introduced you. Is there anything that I've left out? Um No, no, I think that was yeah? Perfect. That is, and it's funny because as you're saying it, I'm like, who is she talking about? Who is that? It's still no lie. Feels so surreal. It still feels crazy that I used to dream of yeah. days like this and moments like this, and that it's actually happen happening. I'm just incredibly blessed. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 And 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 you know, we are incredibly blessed that you're flying our flag. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So, but I just thought, you know what? We're hot off the press. We've just okay. started with some hot topics. I'm, I'm channeling the queen, Wendy Williams. Like, <laughs> how are you doing? Hot topics. How are you doing? How are you doing? Um, hot topics. Grammys. Did yeah. you watch the Grammys? 
I did, but I had to wake up at 4 a.m. for the Today Show, so I only watched the first hour. Uh -huh. I thought the Grammys were great. I thought Trevor Noah was phenomenal. And me, myself and I, I just want to be seized with, right? Like, I want to be Trevor Noah's best friend and be sitting up at the Grammys and getting that front and center shot. Did you see what? him there? I saw, because you tweeted it, right? And you were like, is that season? Is Caesar in the black? Because I, I saw the clips when I woke up because of the time difference. Yeah. So when you're like, is that Caesar? I was like zooming in. I was like, oh, yeah. And did you catch the joke? No, I didn't. What did he say? So he was like, when he was going to see BTS, the Korean, the, 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 Korean, the big group, right? Yeah, and then yeah. he was like, oh, backstage, they say to me, um, they taught me something in Korean. They said, shoes and he and caesar was like behind him but mm -hmm. he's basically like i'm soon i think you know <laughs> <laughs> but i think he purposely because he literally he was walking and then he stopped like in front of caesar and then he said mm. i think it was like a wink to south africa i was like oh, mm. never know. Mm. Mm. yes oh i missed that Oh, yeah, but yeah. that's so good. Good. I mean, I, I'm so also proud of Trevor Noah's journey. Like, remember when he used to do like YFM, the third shift? I didn't know who he was. To to see where he is now, like, wow, major. Listen, I remember going to his shows um, in London when he would be mm. at a small bar, you know, and there'll be like what forty of us. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I am so, so, so proud of him. And then it was a big night for Southern Africa with Doja Cats. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Lamini. Yes. yes. They done messed up my name too, child. So I know what that's like. Doja's like, does the award come? Do I get my Grammy? That's all I care about. <laughs> Wait, do they, did, when she won the award, did they say Zandile? Or do they so think when they were saying the songwriters, remember when they would, oh. I think it was like song of the year, record of the year, they would name everyone who was involved in the project. And listen, Zandile, it may be not that hard. Maybe they just didn't have someone to help them out. But Zamini, I know could be a little tricky, but that's where trouble comes in. He should have been like, no, no, no. Listen, sister MC, like this is how you say her name. But I'm excited for Black Coffee. He won his very first Grammy, which to me seems crazy because you would think Black Coffee's been in the game for such a long time yeah. that like he would have been on Grammy number three or number four, but I'm excited that he got his first one. Yeah, no, no, I was so, so happy. And uh, no, I was I was just so happy like for the whole Southern yeah. I'm sure we've missed some. Oh, and um, Angelique uh, Kojo, I want to say she won. Yeah, Kijo, uh, I, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apologies, Queen. Apologies, Queen. Please, please. Um, yes, all respect. So, 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 so that was great. Okay, so that was Grammy night. Oscar, I, I have. To, oh boy. I have to. I have to. I have to ask. Oh, girl. <laughs> that what was a hot thing? mess. Okay, so I watched the first hour just like I did with the Grammys. Went up to sleep because I had Wendy the next day. So now my commute is like almost two hours. We're going to talk about that in a second. But now I pretty much have to be in bed by like 9 or 9.30 just to be functional in the morning. So I go to sleep, I'm in bed, and my husband is downstairs, and he's like, oh my God, you need to come downstairs and see this. I'm like, what just happened? He's like, I don't know if it's a skit, but Will Smith just walked up and slapped Chris Rock. I Like, what's going on? And of course, Twitter filled me in immediately, and I could not believe it. Now, I stayed up. I was supposed to go to sleep at 9, 9.30. I stayed up until 12 o'clock. I was tired the next day, but I just could not stop watching that clip over and over again. I'm in shock like everybody else. Like, how could he? 
Yeah. What did you think? Listen, I woke up and I thought it, I thought it was a skit, right? I was like, it has to be. And then I, I said, no, Will Smith in West Philadelphia, born in, I said, no, you, what? And you know- He I, got in one little fight. Mm. And the thing is, I, I love Chris Rock. I, listen, yeah. I am a big Chris Rock fan. Um, probably much more than I am a Will Smith fan, but I I, I, I appreciate like Will and Jada, do you know what I mean? Like the celebrity- The power couple, black and, love, black excellence, all of that. Exactly, exactly. So I saw that and I was like, oh my, like, I don't want to lie. I'm one of those people that like, I literally, all my favorite YouTubers, I was like, I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> all my podcasts, I'm like, I want to hear yeah. what you have to say. Shocked. I think it's to me, it, it looks like there was more going on. I think oh, that, yeah. was the thing that broke that 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 was just like it for 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 Will. Because Regina mm -hmm. was Regina Hall did sort of make she cracked a joke about their relationship and stuff. And I just think like Chris just cut like such a sorry figure, like yeah. just even physically, he's not. Yeah doesn't look phys as physically strong as Will, right? Mm -hmm. so to me, I kind of felt like Will was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get you. And this one. Exactly. And like a week or two before, like Laverne Cox uh, cracked the joke about the entanglement and they're like, no. And Gay, um, Gail King asked about and said, oh, you said you had infidelity in your marriage. And he was like, it was no, never infidelity. Never. So I feel like it was a build up of everything, but I, I, I wish them well. I have seen yeah. some of the stuff that, you know, he's resigned from the Academy and a lot of, uh, you know, things are being put on hold. It, it, it's hard to say what's proportionate, right? Like, yeah. It, it is 100%, but I will say that watching that footage over and over again, it's still jarring. Like I'm watching it again, like Chris Rock practiced or showed so much restraint that I'm like, how did he able to stay composed and not bite back and not punch back and not fight back? I was listening to Steve Harvey a few days ago and Steve was like, listen, the stage would have been rocking, okay? They would have to cut the three or four commercials. It would have went down. I think the initial shock of, and first of all, it wasn't even a punch. It was like a slap, like Mbama. Just like, you don't even respect me enough to form a fist. You come here and punch me like I'm just some child. Like, oh my God. And I just don't know why Will would risk it on such a big night. We all, even if you're not such a huge fan, we all love Will Smith. And he's built up just this big career, being this happy, positive, loving guy. And on the culmination of where all your hard work comes together, where you're gonna get the dang old Oscar. Everybody knows he was gonna get it. You do, and the soccer fans will help me here. A self-own goal. Like you shot yourself in the foot. Why would he do that? I'm just like, what is going on with Will that would cause him to react like that? But even more, Jada's reaction was interesting to me. Now Jada is the victim in all this. I'm not blaming her. But if my husband would act a plum fool, when he's walking back to his seat, I'm looking at him like, you don't sit your ass down. We are leaving. What is wrong with you? Jada was just sitting there like, she's not responsible for Will. But I think in a relationship, you have to be able to check your partner, even in the heat of the moment and be like, hey, you're tripping. Hey, let's calm down. Or even shoot them a look and be like, what's going on? And so it just, 
it made me see that maybe this idea and this this image that we have of them it might not be who they really say they are yeah no no i think so and i think it's it's just it's i break i blame august so i blame <laughs> so basically the person we need to speak to is angela yee because angela right. is the one who sat down with august and he just started talking and it unraveled from there <laughs> yeah yes you are so right because august has been so quiet in this whole situation i'd love to hear what august has to say what what does august think about this maybe that slap was really for august and it wasn't for chris listen that that's what i said i i said that slap is for august that slap is for the red tabletop that slap is for basically do you see the letter that willow wrote years ago it was like, <laughs> is that real i don't believe that the letter to tupac i think you tweeted it it came across my timeline <laughs> i was like i don't think that's real i don't know we need to do more investigation on that listen as charlamagne says you know the line the lies more entertaining <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, so, so that's Will Smith. No, I, I wish them. I wish them well. Um, if anyone is listening, if anyone wants to take me to a Chris Rock show, because the <laughs> the ticket prices have. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If, if yeah. anyone wants to take me to a show, put it out there. <laughs> some bachelor, some somebody. Yes. Night situation. Mm-hmm. Happen. Okay. <laughs> I have to ask: Have you been watching yeah. Young, Famous, and African? On Netflix. I have. I have. Yes. Let us get into mm -hmm. it. What did you think? Uh, gowns, beautiful gowns, beautiful <laughs> gowns. <laughs> okay. I love <laughs> I love seeing um young African people, not even just young. I love seeing my people on screen. It's the reason why my TV right now is set to Africa channel. It's the reason why I listen to South African Zimbabwean radio stations. I just enjoy seeing my people on TV. So I love that. I'm a big fan of Kanye Bao, been a fan of her since Bitch Please. I don't know if I could cuss. You, could, you might need to bleep that out. Since the days of Bitch Please, I'm Kanye Bao. I've been a fan of her since. So I feel like she's just a star. She's a walking, talking magnet. The drama to me as a fan of reality TV, I felt like they could have gave us a little bit more. Could be because of season one and they might be season two and season three. But watching Real Housewives of Jersey, Atlanta, all of that, even in the earlier seasons, even when the wigs and the makeup weren't quite right in the earlier seasons, the drama was there. So I'm hoping that season two, we get some like, like some real drama. I don't want y'all arguing on a train, right? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I know there's more. What's, what's tea, you know? And I know exactly what you mean. I, I, so I was entertained. Like, I, mm -hmm. I, I was like, this is a beautiful, hot mess. Mess, yeah. mess, mess. I mean, this is before yeah. the Americans started dragging about the wigs. I was like, ah! <laughs> boy, boy, it's an area of opportunity, okay? We've all been there, okay? It, it, ha it has happened to the best of us. And someone actually said it was intentional. I'd love to know if that's true. I, I don't know. Someone was like, mm. But you know, there's an area of opportunity. Do they have the money? Do they have the wealth? Do they have the potential to fully entertain? Because just the drama between, remember Kuti and Kanye, how they had us on a chokehold? Like, yeah. what is it? The, was it last last year, last month? The Dubai, yeah. The Dubai, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see it play out. I didn't finish it. I think I got up to like episode five or six. Did you watch the whole thing? Yes, you have to. No, no, you have to watch the whole thing. Okay, all right, it gets better it gets better and it leaves us in a cliff oh my god you have i was gonna spoil okay. it oh my god okay have, okay so i'll watch the whole thing 
you have to watch the whole thing. So I yeah. thought, you know, like you, I'm like, so I'm a late fan of Kanye. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I knew of her, but didn't really yeah. know her work. Um, but I was like, she, she gives the people what they want. Like she, oh, yeah. like, like, okay. I was like, okay. So I, 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 I get you. And then there was uh, Annie. Oh, with two, two, yeah. two, two, two face, whatever his name. Apparently, his real name is Innocent, <laughs> and he is far from innocent. His mama had a sense of humor, child. Listen. She said the fifth baby was her first. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. I really hope that he's changed his ways because nobody deserves that. I hope so too. But rumor has it uh, that he had he's had more kids. Mm. But no, I'll, I'll please, please watch it till the end. Okay, I'll because watch just for you this weekend. I'll set some time no, and no. I will watch it because I stopped at the train scene. I was like, oh, yeah, the, 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 it was a bit intense. Like the train scene was a bit like intense, but like I'm used to shaking the table. I'm used to, and I should, you can't compare, and I get that, but. As a fan, a student of reality TV, it's got to be more compelling than like, to me, it felt like a little contrived. I, I want to see the real because we know the real, right? Like we know what really goes on. And, and, and Annie did a good job of really laying it out on the table. Child, I wouldn't have told none of my secrets. I wouldn't have said nothing. I would have been like, oh, he got kids? It's like, I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is news to me. Who told you? Yeah. No, I think that's why people loved her because I think they could yeah. be authentic. She was just being real. Um, yeah. Not calculating at all, I think, anyway. But mm-hmm. talking about, um, uh, we're talking about the first season, areas of opportunities, wigs, yeah. beautiful gowns, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> it kind of made me think of the Braxtons season one. Do you remember like when they started? And- oh. They had, you know, the the wig issues were 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 a bit yes, uh, yeah, and so I thought that was funny. And obviously, we saw like, you know, as the seasons went by, the 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 edges were laid, the wigs, yes. like everything was going on. I remember you once had an interview with with the sisters, and you know, you were just talking to them about South Africa, Zim, and they were mm-hmm. like, what? You know, they yes. were so excited. So yeah, I just yeah. kind of wanted to you know, just get your thoughts because we know we've lost Tracy Braxton, who was one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But but yeah, just just get your thoughts on Tracy and also how it was like sort of like interacting with them uh, when you had the interview. Every time I chat with the Braxtons, it was honestly like one of my best interviews. Every time I chat with either it's um, Tamar or it's Trina and Tawanda and Tracy, like every time I sat down with them, it's always been memorable, but that was one of my very first interviews when I was first starting out and they gave me like 15 minutes with them. I interviewed the whole cast. Tony was the only one who wasn't there and they were so warm and so kind. I remember when I walked in, I had on like kind of like a cocktail dress. It was pink and it was like one shoulder. If you go on YouTube, you can search for it. And Tamar was like, oh, now you're trying to show me up. Oh, look at you. What you wearing? <laughs> but like, that's how she kind of set yeah. the vibe and immediately it just became a girl fest it became a fun conversation and still to this day people watch it and they comment and they're always like you know this was a really really fun interview and I think because I was working for myself there were no restraints there was no question I couldn't ask I just went in there and I was just myself and we just sometimes with celebrities you just kind of gel in that way and we really 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 connected but listen I'll even 
say when you're first starting out, like when I look at some of my older videos, the hair wasn't quite right, the makeup isn't quite right. So there is a glow up that happens in this process and we all, it happens to all of us. But yeah, it was so sad about uh, Tracy. That was shocking, wasn't it? Like, I didn't even know that she was sick. No, no, I didn't. I was just, I was like, I loved the Braxton sisters. Like I was yeah. so invested, like to the point that I actually disliked Tamar. <laughs> not like you know she was yeah. she was horrible to other to the other sisters so and just seeing tracy in like in is it in or on see like, <laughs> say know. what's up i know what you mean <laughs> see, yeah in the show like um you know because they started calling her like at first like they labeled her the wannabe right yeah like, mm -hmm. and you could tell that you know, because she had a child early, she didn't really yeah. get to experience the the glitz and the glam, like her sisters, like especially like Tony and Tamer. You can tell like mm -hmm. they were very like dipped in, in LA, like proper. Yes. And you could tell that Tracy's life was one of, you know, to just not struggle, but feeling like there was something missing. But you know what I what kind of gave me comfort was like when I was looking at her page and stuff, I was like, oh, there's a reason why Tracy had like the strongest marriage, you know, like True. she had the family, because maybe God knew that she had a shorter time on this time. Oh. You know, she had oh. her, her her son had had a child. And I was just like, you know what? Rest in peace, Tracy. Yeah, you did your thing. You yeah. left your mark. I hope she knows how much she was loved. I think sometimes with celebrities, you get a lot of hate. Yeah. And you know, Tracy went through her fair share of stuff. Sometimes when you almost feel like a dream has escaped you and you see your sisters flourishing, and maybe that's why they called her the wannabe. But I hope she knows or she knew how much people loved her. And way to be like private. You know, celebrities tell us everything on social media but she kept this close to her heart as a public figure. I think she really thought that she was gonna survive and, and go through it. And so my heart breaks for her family. I'm like, oh man, but what a beautiful legacy. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, no, so um, there's no good way to kind of segue from, from that, yeah. rest in peace. So um, yeah. we, we, we started sort of talking about hot topics and everything, but then just wanted to kind of take a step back um, for some people that, you know, no McCaw now, right? Um, <laughs> and I'm not familiar with your journey or for some reason, I don't know where you guys have been. If you're just no. like, oh, I'm just meeting McCaw, who is she? Um, and I know you you probably talked about your journey so many times, but if you could indulge us, you know. Of it, course. It, it, again. Um, so, because I'm a fan, I, I feel like I'm about to like tell the story. Preempt me. Let me know where should I start because I could take it all, all the way back, or we can take it back a little bit. So, so okay, so so, so, so just 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 the starting. Um, because because I I know you've mentioned that you moved to America when you were nine. Um, yeah. Moved to New York when you were nine from from Bulawayo. Um, I guess I just kind of wanted to 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 sort of find out, you know, how was you know, the early years in Vulawayo, like, where did you go yeah. to school? Do you remember yeah. anything? And how was it moving at such a young age um, to, to the States? Oh, I had such positive memories of growing up in Vulawayo. I was, 
an only child for a number of years. So it was my mom and I, and we had this big house and then she moved into an apartment. And then when she went to the States, this was like, I think I was like seven or eight. I stayed with my grandparents and I stayed in pattern nurse. And those were some amazing years. We wake up, have breakfast with my grandparents. My grandfather would drive me into school. I went to town at Coquitlin, which isn't too far from Patterners. So it would take us a few minutes. And I remember going to school and how much fun I had dressing up in my uniform, being a brownie. Like those were some great times walking home after school. And it just was a really memorable experience. I wish I would appreciate it more, but I think, you know, you're like seven, eight or nine. So don't it's just like you're living life and I remember on the weekends we used to have so much fun my cousins would come over from a very large family so they'd come over and we'd have sleepovers and we'd watch movies and we would you know people would cook because we were too young to be in the kitchen and it just was an amazing amazing time even like the holidays I remember dancing to Brenda Fassi in our living room and just I had a really wonderful wonderful childhood that, that that's good so when you when you left did you understand that you know i'm leaving home um, yeah okay okay i i asked yeah. because i left uh zim when i was 17 and i wow. really didn't understand like I, I i didn't realize that i wouldn't be back home for 20 plus years <laughs> like, my goodness I don't, I don't know what i thought i thought i'm yeah going and i'll come back <laughs> like, so I'm just wondering, like at nine, did you, yeah. did you did you get that? Okay, I'm going to a new place, starting a new life. Oh, absolutely. So because my mom was already in New York, I knew that I was moving to be reunited with my mom as sad as I was to leave my grandparents. I knew that, you know, I was going to be with my mom. But they did a really good job of prepping me. Now, even down to the simple things like they were like, okay, this is how you use a fork and a knife. Because now you're going to America, you're going to need to learn how to use a fork and a knife. But little did they know that we were moving to do a diabetic style, baby. We were, okay, all right, in Brooklyn. And mom did a really, and still to this day, did a really good job of like maintaining us speaking our uh, language, cooking the food. You know, it, it really felt like, even though I was in America, in my home environment, it still very much felt like Zimbabwe. So yeah, I knew that this is my new life and get ready for it. I was not ready for what I found in Brooklyn. It was the nineties. People didn't have this view of Wakanda forever. It wasn't like all oh, whiz kid and all of this being African was very much looked down on. People made fun of me, called me all types of African booty scratches. Remember I went to um, elementary school and I was listening to these kids talk and I was like, why do they talk so fast? Are they speaking another language? Like there was a huge cultural barrier from elementary school to junior high school. And I think finally in high school, there was a shift that started to occur as I grew up and got kind of confident in my own self and who I was becoming. That's when I started saying, okay, y'all are tripping. Okay. Being Zimbabwean is fly and I'm going to own it and fully step into it. No, th th that's, that's good. Cause that's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. did you did you sort of like when you when you arrived and you know you're so young did you kind of yeah you know, hide who you were and be like no you know I, I'm, I'm not from Zimbabwe like I am you know and want to just like assimilate in a way that yeah. you know it, it was just like you were local you never felt that pressure 
Oh, well, initially when I arrived, I was super excited to be here. I didn't feel any type of pressure. I was myself fully. I stepped into that place knowing who I was coming from Krogland, coming from a strong, strong background with my grandparents and my mom being there. Now, after a few months, years, I definitely felt the pressure. I remember one moment, I guess they call it what a core memory now is I remember I came home one day and I said, mm -mm, I gotta change this accent. These kids are teasing me so much. They're making fun of me. I gotta figure out a way to assimilate and really fit in. So I've really started changing the way that I talked and listening more to where I talked and now, I kind of still have that New York accent, but it's not as strong as it was maybe when I was like 11 or 12 or 13, you know? So there definitely was that pressure. You know, kids can be mean. Like, I like them, but like high school, middle school, elementary school, ooh, 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 they could be nasty. Yeah. And um, are you still friends with some of the people like from back then? Some. Um, I have like one or two high school friends. And I have a few college friends, but the thing about me is my circle of friends is really, really small because I find that people are complicated, people are difficult, people stress me out. So I really know a lot of people, but my friends' friends, I probably have maybe five, five or six really, really close friends. And some of them do include people that I went to high school and college with. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that is, that is a, a good number of friends to have. <laughs> People are stressful. I love them when people are stressful. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so let's fast forward to McCaw media personality, right? Yeah. Um, sort of how did that happen? I know you've talked about working at Sony, being a project manager. Was that your first job in corporate? Like, like if, if you could sort of tell me sort of after college or you yeah. know, sort of what was the, yeah, what was the corporate experience and then how, how did you move away from that? Right, right. So <clears throat> I went to college in Michigan and I didn't study media. I felt like I wanted to do something in the media space or in entertainment space, but I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I moved to New York, right? I, we had moved out of New York in my high school years, went to Indiana. That's how I went to school in Michigan. If you're not familiar, they're just neighbors. They're close. It's like, I guess Harare and Bulao, I think about it in that context. I just went to the next city over, next state over in this instance. So anyway, I decided I wanted to move to New York. And I remember the first job I had in New York, I worked at a store. So I was selling candles, I was selling linen. And then somebody that I actually went to college with was like, hey, they're hiring at Sony. You would be really good at this job. So that's how I got that job. But I, I learned a lot in corporate. It wasn't for me. I don't know how to play those games. I don't know how to put on, you know, and just really put on and try to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. I'm as authentic as they come and I say what's on my mind. Of course, I have a filter, but it just, it wasn't for me. So I tried my best to get out of it. And, and another friend who I met at Sony was like, hey, I think you should try out for this competition. I think you'd be really good for it. I think you'd be good on, on camera work. Well, I tried it, ended up winning that competition where I think there were like 5,000 people in the competition. And it was Russell Simmons' um, next great celebrity video correspondent gig. And I think that's what really was the defining thing. Winning that, I was like, oh wait, other people see that I could do this? Okay, I'm gonna go for it. And that's when I made the conscious decision to go for it. Yeah, okay. 
so um so, so I I remember those days because I remember you posting it on Facebook because I yes I've been, I've been stalking you for <laughs> 10 plus years I think mm. um and so so did you sort of like quit your job and then just like how did you get your first gig sort of mm. doing the media stuff like how, how yeah because I think that's a question that a lot of people may have, right? Who may yeah. have the same dreams, kind of like, okay, yeah, I want to do this stuff, but how do how do I convert it to me actually paying these bills? Right? Okay, because <laughs> that's a whole nother separate conversation about paying the bills. The the money was low, the money was dry, there was no money coming in. Um, I think how did I get started? How did I? <sighs> You know, I think to answer your question, I got laid off, which in another word is they fired me. They were like, listen, we are done with you. You got to leave this job and this isn't going to work. And I think that was the universe helping me out, right? Is when you are in a position where it's not working, universe, God, they all kind of converge and they're like, okay, so she's not making the moves that she needs to do. We're going to make the moves for her. And you think about that in every sense of your life, whether it's a job or it's a relationship, if you don't make the move, the things are going to move. The, the pots are going to do what they need to do. So essentially I got laid off. And in that moment, I had to be like, okay, we're really going to go for this. And I think when you when you are stuck in a place and you want to make a transition there is no magic rule there is no magic solution the key is to do the work so we met when i was posting on facebook when i had my blog post right i was still working my corporate job but i was doing the work so i was invested in what was going on on the continent i was invested in what was going on in terms of celebrities here in the united states i was still trying to figure out exactly where i wanted to be so when you think about making those moves in your life and in your career doesn't matter where you're at how old you are start planting the little seeds start kind of thinking about the work that you can do each and every single day an hour a day to sow into that dream that you really want to see come to fruition now for me i say it took me about 10 years to really achieve success and when i say success i mean that financially number one okay took me a long time to make any type of money but feeling like I'm content, feeling like I've arrived. So it's it's success in every sense of the word. But yes, the finances were very, very hard to come through. And I'm grateful that I had a support system of my family. I'm grateful to have a support system of my husband. He was very instrumental in saying, listen, I know that this may not be going the way that you wanted to, but keep doing the work. Just keep pushing and you will eventually get to where you need to be. And of course, I'm grateful that his words were true, but a lot of people don't have that. But don't let that deter you because you can still put in the work, whatever it is that you want to do, an hour each day, and you will reach that level of success. Yes, yes, that 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 is that is so amazing. And you know what? I'm, I'm gonna fill in the gaps because because I'm quite <laughs> humble, right? Um, so I remember your blog days, right? And I think yeah, you are one of the I want to say the first person that I followed, like in in terms of just in in terms of putting Southern Africa on the map because I liked what you used to do, right? Because mm. you had your blog and at the time, yeah. you know, it was, you know, we had like the YBF, Young Black mm -hmm. Fabulous and uh, Bossip and all that sort of stuff, right? So what I remember is like, you would post like topical things, right? Yeah. 
so you'd post topical things and then you'd also post like when you know like your Brexton interview and stuff like that and then the genius thing that I always thought was genius you would include southern african things so once so like the one post is about the brexton's and then the next you're interviewing olvam tukuzi time square <laughs> right yeah and, and i think that was so important because it put you know southern african sort of stuff at par and and because a lot of african content is mostly west african sort of like music yeah. fashion we we never really get southern africa so that was really you know I, I think it's really important like if ever you know years from now we're sort of like doing a history of you know southern africans in the diaspora and you know how we've made strides and stuff like that you know you've you've been part of that work so i always thought oh my god no oh. that was genius and the fact that you were like my name is Makonjovu. You know, yeah. you never at any point were like, you know, call me MK. <laughs> yeah, I had people tell me that. There was um, a really close friend of mine to this day who told me, listen, I would cut off the novel part. Just go by Mako. A lot of celebrities do it and people will be able to say your name better. And I was like, absolutely not. You know, part of my brand is who I am. And the reason I think why it resonated with so many people, first of all, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. I never thought of myself in that way and in that light, in that way, um, in that light is because I, it was authentic to who I am. I love all things from back home. And I also love American culture. It is when you think about where I'm, where I'm from and where I'm at right now, it's the perfect summation of who I am. I don't think any of us are just linear where we only consume American content or we only consume Nigerian content. The world is so much bigger than that and we're so much more diverse. So it was like, I'm gonna post about the things that I like and hopefully they will be an audience that resonates with it. And they were, it was tricky trying to figure out what that line was, right? Because things were topical and I was talking about what was happening at that moment, but then it was like, do I wanna be catty? Do I wanna you know, kind of critique people? Do I want to make it positive? And I thought about, you know, where I wanted my career to go, even though I didn't know exactly what it is, where I would land up. I was like, I don't want to be the caddy blogger because you're going to bump into these people, especially back home. It's not like here in America where you sit behind a keyboard and you talk, you're smack and you never going to bump into this person. You're going to go to the club and that person that you saw and that you talk smack about is going to come up to you and be like, so Nat, I heard what you said on your podcast and I heard you were talking all this smack. Well, Tina, what you going to do about it now? You know, that's not, that, that wasn't my line. So it was very much about like showing our continent, our people in a very positive light. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And, and, and I enjoyed that. And I've just enjoyed sort of seeing you grow. So tell me about the, the, well, I was going to, uh, okay. I was going to say like, so tell me about like the Wendy show. Like, do yeah. you want that to be the, the gig that was sort of like the biggest one that you got? Um, I would say actually before that. So Amazon is actually the longest gig that I've had. And honestly, the most life-changing. What yeah. was special about Amazon was all the producers that work on the show have worked at other shows in the industry. Meaning there's a producer from Wendy's, there's a producer from the Today Show, there's a producer from Nick. Like any talk show that you've seen in the United States, there's a producer from Amazon who's worked on that show. 
And once they saw me on Amazon, they're like, wait, everybody who works at Amazon does the Wendy show. Why don't you do the Wendy show? And I was like, I don't know. I've been following Wendy for a long time from when Whitney called her from the balcony in Miami. And they got into that. Like, I've been a Wendy fan. So I was a little intimidated. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But they were like, you know, my friend Lauren, she was like, you can do it. You know, you can do it. Go there and do your thing. And she just passed my information along. And the producer called me up and they were like, okay, can you come in on Monday? And I think, I want to say it's been two years. I don't think it's three, but I've been at Wendy now for two years. Every single gig that I've gotten has been, I don't have a manager. I don't have an agent. One day I hope I do, but it's all been from recommendations. People saying, hey, I think she can do this. Or you're looking for somebody. I think this person is great. So I'm very, very lucky that people think of me in that way. That is amazing. So, so I want to know, obviously, if, if there's anything you sort of can't say because of work, fine. Yeah. But like, how, you know, how's Wendy like? I, I love oh. her, like, but like, oh. how is she? What you see is what yeah. you get. Wendy is the queen, okay? When you come pull up to her studios, first of all, there's a big, there's Wendy posters, there's two sides of the studio, the actual studio where they film, and then the offices, which is like half a block. Like when you see what Wendy has been able to achieve, I mean, it's just like, you gotta give respect uh, and props to the queen, but she's really funny. She's very witty. She's like, you know, she is exactly what you think she is, right? She is, says what's on her mind. She's no filter. And you know, I wish that we would have had a way to close out the season with her being there. But Sherry, I've met Sherry and Sherry's gonna take over in the fall and Sherry is amazing. So sweet. We're in hair and makeup and she's asking me about my life. Where do you live? You know, she's, we talking about our washing machines. She was like, yeah, girl, get this brand. Da, 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 da. Like she's regular people and all the other guest hosts have been amazing as well. So I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to work with Wendy and I also wish her well as well. No, I, I wish, I wish her well. That is amazing. So, okay. I'm going to, Okay, let me get into it. The Sherry Shepherd part, right? Yeah. Love Sherry Shepherd. And I'm going to share this with you. And if ever okay. you feel like you can share it with her, please do. Yeah. So I loved Sherry Shepherd from when she was on The View, right? I just loved her bubbly personality. And there's something that Sherry Shepherd has said that I have kept for life, right? She's always said, like, when you meet people, you know, and, and when you smile at someone, right? She said, make sure you hold the smile for like three seconds longer. So even when the person turns, turns away, like hold, hold the smile. Wow. And, and because sometimes when people turn, they always look back. Like think about the number of times you've like turned away and then you look back and then you see the person now frowning and you're thinking flipping else. So that smile wasn't real. I don't know yeah. if it's been a life hack that I have used. Wow. And I always remember that. I always hold my smile three seconds longer. Wow. I'll definitely let her know. I think I'm back in a week or so. Yeah. And she is just, I'm telling you, the sweetest. I will, she's probably going to get such a huge kick out of that. I'll definitely let her know that. No, That's it, so sweet. That's a good tip. It makes such a difference because it, mm. it makes you, I mean, I, I consider myself to be warm and friendly, but it, you you physically become it and yeah people can can feel that energy 
right? Yeah. Um, and you are, Matt. I mean, you are. You are so warm, so kind. And listen, I, I think we've talked about this already, how we've never met in person. We've only yeah. interacted online. But that warmth comes through, you know? And so passing on that message about how, for other people, how to maintain it and how to come across as warm as well is great. I no. did not know that trick at all. That Hey guys, so I've got a little something for you. So this episode of Gellens Guys is brought to you by Manscaped. So Manscaped is the best in grooming products. They sell a wide range of grooming products. So um, you can use our promo code GISPOD to get 20% off anything that you buy from Manscaped. So I know in the past we've talked about how, you know, at times it can be difficult to get really, you know, nice, interesting gifts for the men in our lives. And sometimes the men complain that you know, we get them the same kind of stuff, right? So actually you can go on Manscaped and, you know, be inspired <laughs> to get something different. So I'm just going to show you. So if you're watching, you'll see. If you're listening, you'll just have to imagine it, right? Um, so here we've got, they send us this performance package, um, which has some hygiene products, right? That you can buy. So there's boxer short and then there's what they call the lawnmower. You know, you can imagine what that does. And there is a crop reviver, which is like a spray that apparently, so it's a crop reviver, refreshing ball toner. So yeah. And then there is a deodorant that, you know, you spray below the waist uh, because we know some people need that. And toiletry and they actually have a weed whacker. I'll be honest, I've actually tried this. It's really good. You can use that for your nose hairs or for your ear, right? Um, so you can hear the sound. Um, yeah, so that's manscapes.com and you can use the promo code GISPOD to get 20% off. So yeah, let's get to the pod. I, I, I think I'll put that in her Instagram comments before, but I know she's <laughs> probably never read it. <laughs> yeah, you never thing. know. But, but I would love her to know that. Like it, oh. it, it has helped me. Okay, so um, Suzanne, Norman, yes! you know, what they like? <laughs> oh! A kiki and a hoot, exactly how you think they are. It's funny because I refer to them as their Instagram handle. So <laughs> Wendy's art director, the one who does the the set, his TV Michael Lee, and I his name is Michael Lee, but I call him TV's Michael Lee. And then Norman, he comes in to makeup after I'm done getting my makeup. And by the way, the woman, my sister, my girl who does my makeup at Wendy, Nani, oh my God, I love her. She's probably wow. like my top favorite makeup artist of all time. She just wow. beats my face and she makes it look so good. I freaking love Nani. So Norman comes in after I get my makeup like 10 minutes before the show. He's always such a breath of fresh air. He's so kind. He's so sweet. I'm always telling him like, Norman, you know, you got a lot of fans in Southern Africa. And he's like, for real? I'm like, yes, we're going to need to go one day. He's like, make it happen. Let me know. And Suzanne is awesome. And her husband, Brendan, they also come in the makeup room and they're like, McCall, you good? You all right? It's just the staff at Wendy, man, they are, they're awesome. They're really nice people, real salt of the earth people, just down to earth, you know? That's amazing. And the Today Show, how's uh, oh. <laughs> oh, my queen. Oh, Nat, I love Hoda. From the first time I was there, 
Hoda and Savannah have shown me so much love. You know, you're intimidated. Today's show is watched by millions. Everybody pretty much in America watches the Today Show. That's how we get our day started. So the idea of not only being on live television, being with Hoda and Savannah, I was, my heart was beating out of my chest so fast, but they were so kind and so warm to me that they made it so easy. So that by the time I was invited back, they're like, so you're with us now, right? Like you work for, for today and shop today. I was like, yeah, I do. They're like, yes. That's amazing. Like, oh, you can't beat that. You can't beat that at all. That is, that is so amazing. Oh my God, you are living my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you. So, so, so I know you do all these like wonderful things, um, but I yeah. know you also like, um, you used to do like your moments with McCall. Um, yes. YouTube and sort of stuff. And I know um, I was listening to an interview that you did previously where you're talking about, you know, thinking about how you own your content, right? So yeah. Yeah. how do you... Um, I guess maybe in parallel to the gigs that you're doing, sort of like just, you know, continue building your digital sort of trail, digital fingerprint, you know, what, what's yeah. that looking like? And I, you know, do, are there, are there enough hours in the day? <laughs> <laughs> and that's quite honestly, the problem I loved, especially at the height of the pandemic, doing moments with Mako and connecting with people online and just having fun and finding a different outlet and a different way to showcase my personality. But honestly, I've been so busy, um, in the past like six months, five months, I haven't had a chance to really sit down and plot. But I think the next phase is my life is all about pivoting, get connecting the dots, if it makes sense, is that I still wanna do moments with Mako, but I wanna do it in a different way. I'm passionate about working with different types of products and different types of people and working with different types of brands. How do I bring all of those worlds together, but yet create opportunity for other people as well? So. What I'm trying to get to is it's nice to work for all these companies, but these things shows end, you know, it could be the highest rated show one day or one year. And then the next year it could be completely, you know, not be on the air anymore. So my goal really is to create my own lane in this space with what I'm doing and really own my content and monetize it, how it's going to look and how it's going to play out. I don't know yet. I don't have the answers yet, but that's something that I'm working towards. No, and 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 we'll be we'll we'll be supporting you. We'll be supporting you. Um, and um, yeah. So we're we're gonna wind down because I know I've I've had a lot of your time. Um, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> only like three o'clock here, so it's fine. That's all right. Um, I just want to say congratulations because I know you shared that you have moved to. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Let me try and get this right. <laughs> wait. But the Devela in me is struggling. Go, go for it. Let's hear it in the Devela way and then we'll hear it in the other way. Connecticut. <laughs> oh, yes, Nat, we'll go with that. Yeah, Connecticut? yes. Is it Connecticut? Connecticut. Ah, yes, congratulations. Thank how, you. How's that been? It's been amazing. You know, I've been very honest with the fact that, you know, I was collecting unemployment from the time where I got laid off to finding, you know, my first real paying gig. There was some rough times. So it feels amazing to see my journey from that snapshot to where my husband and I were able to come together and say, listen, it's now for a new phase, a new journey in our lives. Let's buy a home 
in Connecticut. And the fact that we saved and planned and actually did it, I tell you, it's the best feeling ever. I love having all of this space. We have five bedrooms. We've got multiple bathrooms. And I'm not saying all this to brag. I'm saying that we came from a very small apartment in New York City. If you know anything about New York, we're paying a whole lot right in terms of price but the space was very very small so i'm very lucky to have a place that is like my refuge my oasis i have so much space in my house and my husband works from home and he has his own space but just something that like we own as a couple together it's it's the best feeling oh man that that is so amazing like when you posted that i was like oh my god <laughs> so what what's the commute like from yeah to new york it's an hour and 20 minutes uh, from Connecticut or Brook to get to Brooklyn or to get to the city where the studios are. Yeah. But Nat, I'm so spoiled. I'm so lucky. I don't know how this happened, but the, the shows actually send a car for me. So I don't have to drive. So yeah. like this morning, I woke up at five o'clock. The driver was here at 545. By 720, I was in the city. Yeah. I wrapped my show around 8.50. I was back home around 10 o'clock. So I'm very, very fortunate that I, you know, I have a driver who picks me up. Because I was thinking today, I was like, man, if I had to drive to and fro every work, I don't know if I would do it. But a lot of people do it, right? Drive about an hour. That's normal. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So it's not, not too bad. Not too no. bad. But, but I mean, better, better, if you've, better if you've got a driver, right? <laughs> Because you can do work, you can answer emails, you know, you can do, you can do that, that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and just, 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 just an, 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 another sort of, sort of question. Um, yeah. How, uh, what season is it now in Connecticut? Is it winter? Is it, it is spring? spring and it is, we're going from um, spring it, like, and we're still experiencing like cold weather, right? Yeah. So it was like kind of cold this weekend, but we're going into summer in a few months, but it's wonderful. Like the trees, we have the cherry blossoms, they're starting to bloom. It looks really green. It's pretty. We have a little outdoor patio area. So sometimes we go outside and just kind of enjoy, but I'm really excited about summer. I mean, do married people have hot girl summer? Cause I'm having a hot girl summer. You, you you better have a hot girl summer. Okay. Man, right, girl, very what? <laughs> very good because I plan on doing it. Listen, my birthday is coming up. I'm not sure when this is going to drop, but my birthday is coming up on April 14th. And it's funny, Nat, because this is the big 4-0. Like in my mind, I still feel like I am 28 years old. I still, except when I uh, drink red wine and I wake up the next morning, I don't feel that way. But in my mind, I still feel so young and vibrant. And I think 40 is young and vibrant. And so as people are listening to this, I think there's been this misconception that, you know, once you're in your 30s, your mid 30s, you can't pivot, you can't do other things, but that is a lie. You can still pivot. You're still breathing. You still have goals. You still have things you want to achieve. Yeah. So go ahead and do that. But it feels really good. Like I'm in, I feel really, you know, I think I'm, I'm content. I'm happy. That's amazing. That is amazing. What are the plans? What are you doing for your birthday? Well, there's a big birthday trip coming up. Ooh. We're going to go to Jamaica. I'm taking a few friends, those, those, those five friends. I yeah. About. yeah, I said, I said, Ben, let's go to Jamaica. We just going to chill. We all work so hard 
I want it to be a vacation, not just for myself, but also for my friends as well. Uh, my family, we're just going to lay back, get pampered, eat some nice oxtail, some nice curry, you know, all of that, all the things. That's amazing. Oh, I, I, I hope you're going to post the pictures. I cannot. I will. I will. I will. We're going to go in May. So we're not going to actually go the month of my birthday yeah. because of work, but we're going to go the first week of May. I can't wait. That is amazing. So talk about Oxtail. Um, just yeah. a few questions just to run off, you know, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. Um, Whatever you what, need. What's your favorite food from, 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 from home? Like, do you eat Oxtail Amarina? Girl, <laughs> this weekend, my friend Alan, one of my closest friends, came over to visit us. And my husband cooked. Well, I helped him cook, too. We cooked in Pita Leñama. Let's try that. Oh, that hit the spot. Oh. That is one of my favorite meals from home. But I also love Iray, Sama Seven Colors, the beets, the coleslaw. Uh -huh. all, mix that all together. But yeah. nothing tops is Chala, non Pita Leñama. You just can't. You can't go wrong. Absolutely. And then Mazoe. What <laughs> flavor? Choose a flavor. Orange or cream soda? You know, I don't even think I've had the cream soda. I think I've only had the orange. Yeah. No. Really? Oh. No, but, but you lived in Indiana. I thought there were loads of Zim people like over there. No? No, those people didn't like me. I'm just kidding. Ah. They clearly weren't sharing their cream soda. No, I didn't. Honestly, I did not know that there was a cream soda. I only know the orange one. Okay, so next time I'm in Zim, I'll definitely have to try that. Which one do you like between orange and cream soda? I, I like soda? The cream soda. I like okay. the, the, the orange makes me feel patriotic when I drink it. Yes! It's like the main flavor. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um... So if, if you could have lunch with one person, yeah. uh, only, would it yeah. choose one, Will Smith or Chris Rock? Wow. I think I want to have lunch with Will. Yeah. We might have to stand a few feet apart because <laughs> I don't know what my brother's going to do. But I really, I want to know what he was thinking that day. Mm. honestly what was really going on if we have no cameras no nothing I, i'm just curious did you just snap because i felt like he had time to think about it yeah you walked up on that stage you paused for a second and then you went exactly so will smith it is yeah. thank you so much um, oh thoroughly enjoyed this <laughs> It's everything I hoped it would be and more. Oh. Um, absolutely. I, I love you. <laughs> I love you too, Nat. And thank you so much for having me on. And I wasn't kidding when I said, what a wonderful soul you are. I love following you on social media. I'm here for hot girl Nat being out in these streets looking for a date, okay? Bringing the community together in such a beautiful, fun way. I love when you do that. I love when you fell asleep on spaces, but we're not going to bring that up. But you see, that's why we love you. You're like our homegirl. You're like our sister. I love seeing you on vacation. I just love you. So keep doing what you're doing. If I can ever support or help in any way, just know that I'm here. And when you come to New York, we're hanging and you're going to come to connect, connect. How do you say connect to cut? Connect to kids. Listen, I'm going to hold you. I'm, I'm holding come on. you. I, I, I want to hang out. I want to hang out. Let's do uh, it.
Yeah, but McCall, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for being you. Thank you for flying the flag. Thank you for never shying away, you know, from your roots, from where you are, because it helps us to, you know, feel confident to be yeah. ourselves. Um, and you know, so happy for you. Happy birthday in advance. Thank you. Wishing you all the good things and oh man, giving you all the flowers. Giving you all the flowers. Thank you, Queen. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and thank you for this wonderful platform. I can't wait till Claudia gets back with that beautiful yes. baby. Yeah. But thank you for holding it down while she's gone. Yeah, yeah, no. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And bye guys. Make sure you follow McCord. Like send her some comments and just tell Please. her just how proud of proud of her we are um so thank you guys bye